I want my MTV. Hey, where's the thief? Does Barry Manilow know that you raided wardrobe? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, Norley! Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? But it's only authentic if it says members only right here. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Living in the 80s. I'm Rob, so happy to have you here today. And in the co-host chair, I have the righteous awesome Matt Moore with me. Hey everybody, Matt's here. How's it going everybody? What's up? What's up everybody? (laughs) So before we get started, we're going to, uh, well, first of all, we're going to talk about this week in 1981, mm, yes. and then after our break, we're going to start talking about um, some 80s trivia. So we have some facts oh, good. that we want to share with you. A everybody. lot of knowledge today. A lot of it. A lot of knowledge. We're going we're to we're think and talk 80s facts. Like nobody else. <laughs> it's gonna That's be, guaranteed. I'm excited. I, I am excited. This is great. So um, before we get started started, I wanted to um, I want to thank Flounder, uh also known as Travis, uh, from Star 107.9 and Roundtown Radio. Uh, as we talk about every week on here, we love those guys. They play our podcast every Saturday morning, and it, it's just great to, you know, Very cool. to be extended that way. Absolutely. Uh, we are now um, over 1,200 members 1200. In, living in the 80s. Remember we had like 30? That was so cute. Sure Remember those days? Cute. Yeah. That was cute. So, hey, thanks again for that. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about, we have a, a Facebook group uh, called Living in the 80s. Living in the 80s. And there's also a sister group called Living in the 80s out of Australia. So what? before we get too far, I wanted to thank Marty Wiseman again last week for, for joining me, for giving the Australian perspective of Living in the 80s. It's like my brother from another foreign mother. Dude, that was—I mean, that was great. I loved, Thanks. I loved hearing uh, his perspective. Thanks, man. I loved uh, it. It was—it was a great time. But, but I, I'm going to be totally honest with you, as as a fan of the podcast, because I, I love to listen, listen to them all. I feel like the other shoe is going to drop. Well, I, how could you critique the thing? It no, was great. I, Marty I, gave us insight. Marty great was musical great. Musical knowledge. Marty, I was my normal charming self. Marty was great. You were fine. You were fine. Maybe I should say you were better than fine. You were great. You were fantastic. Okay. Here is what got me upset. You, Rob, dropped the ball. How to drop the ball? Absolutely dropped the ball. Do tell. Well, do, for for thirty five years, all we wanted to do was travel in time, right? You're talking to I called who? him Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Yeah. yeah. And and you said in the very beginning of the podcast. That you, it was Tuesday night when you were talking to him, and it was Wednesday morning when he was talking to you. Uh-huh. That's time travel, friend. You did. You did what Man, saying? you were talking to someone in the future. He lived Tuesday. He he went to bed on Tuesday, fell asleep, and was now on Wednesday. And you are on Tuesday, and you were talking to someone. I in the was future. talking to someone in the future. In the future. With the date. You should have said, what's the date there? And he would have said, whatever, whatever. And you could have been like, 
It's not that here yet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He'd Dude, already lived the day I was lived in. It. He <laughs> experienced it, and you don't even know what How he was going through. How could I through. possibly have been such a dope? Dude, and he... I've always wanted a DeLorean. I had the keys to the DeLorean. Right in your hand. And he, what did he do? He went back in time. Marty went back in time. See, we, we dream of the future, but daggone Marty step back. He's living it. He was he finished Tuesday, when started Wednesday, and went back to Tuesday. I wonder if he had a Mr. Fusion oh, man, on his nightstand. Awesome. What? Mr. Fusion. Remember on the back oh, of the DeLorean? Like the he threw the capacitor? trash in with the, the banana capacitor? peel and the yes. coke can? Yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe that was the connection you had. Huh. But dude, that just I mean made me so mad. I could I I could not have gone through that whole podcast without just wrapping my head around the fact that you guys were time traveling. Right in front of all of us. We were time traveling. You were time traveling. You did it, my friend. Daggone it. If Good I, for you. I, I would have asked him all kinds of questions about the future. I see, you could have played the lottery? And he would have said, you could have, I can't tell you things about the future because it might affect... The timeline? Yeah. You could You could have had a picture that would have faded, disappeared slowly. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were on Zoom. I could have freeze-framed oh. of like... Yeah, yeah. Now and in the future, all in the same picture. Missed, yeah, missed opportunity. Jeez, Louise. Marty, you're going to have to call back some point in time. We're going to at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, you're going to have to. My we'll just, goodness. We'll How did I drop the ball? Talk time travel. I'm an so. idiot. Okay, oh, let's move on. Geez. You did a great job, though. All right, well, speaking of which, it's time for us to go back in time. Yes, we are back in time. This week, we are going back to 1981. 1981. 1981. Back in time, huh? Yep. Just like you last week. Remember you and... Are you ever going to let that go? I, it just bugs me. It bugs me. I ain't Sorry, going. man. Okay, let's go. Let's go. All right. So, what were you doing in 1981, Matt? Ooh, 1981. I'm 12 years old. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm 12. 12. And, and uh, play, I'm probably playing some uh, baseball down to Towers. That's okay. what I'm doing. Uh, I think 81, I believe I was the Dodgers that year. We were, I believe we had a pretty good season, to be honest with you. A pretty nice. good year. Yeah, nice run. Uh, championship games always on uh, July 4th down at the Towers. They got the 4th of July. We used to have a big 4th of July shindig mm-hmm. down at the Towers in Hamilton Township. That's in Columbus. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so, so that, uh, baseball. Baseball. You know, T-ball. It wasn't T-ball. It was Pony League. Yeah? We didn't yeah, call, I don't we think didn't. they had T-ball back then. Yeah. No, we didn't. But we, we weren't call, quite no, that no, we, had, we had T-ball for, yeah, five years old. I don't but, remember. But uh, we never called it Pony League. Babe was, Ruth? And I don't think we called it Babe Ruth. Hmm. I think we just called it Baseball. <laughs> you, are you familiar with that? I've, I, I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 12 years old. Slash sports down there. Good stuff. Good times. Gotcha. Uh, 1981, I, I would have been... What wow. was your your phone? Is going back? I went to the future, <laughs> and your phone is wow. That's no, that was nutty. My watch. That's your watch. That was my watch. Technology's great. It's wacky. It's wacky. So, uh, 1981, I would have been 14 years old. I would be 15 in about a month. So I was just finishing up my freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a paper route. I was del- delivering the Citizen Journal. Citizen Journal. Make a few little bucks on the side, which I usually spend at record stores. Very good. Very and, good. That uh, sounds like a movie. Sounds like you're describing a movie right now. It does. It record does. stores, paper routes. Yeah, I like it. Empire wow. Records this is good. Move on. <laughs> so uh, in the world of 
popular culture uh, TV shows. What were we watching in 1981? Mm. Well, number three, uh, are, are we looking at your list here? Yeah, we're looking at the list. <clears throat> well, obviously, Another number three is Three's Company. I mean, doesn't that work out? Three is three, Three's Company. Three's Company. And that's yeah. your show. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I absolutely love this show. Always have, always will. Special sweet spot in the heart. Love me some Jack Tripper. I was watching uh, Three's Company last week. It was on MeTV or one of those, and uh, the episode was Chrissy had taken all of her money out of the bank, which is like three hundred dollars. Right, it's a lot of money, and she had given it to some. Like religious cult guru. Okay. But Jack and Janet were they were both onto it. Right. Like, Chrissy, this guy's taking you for a ride. Right. And she wouldn't believe him. She's like, No, everything he said has come true. And so Jack finally corners the guy and the guy admits he's lying. And uh and, but still Chrissy didn't know. So Jack and Janet leave. Chrissy's alone with him. The guy tries to make the moves on her. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I remember that. And Jack and Janet walk back in, and the guy's like, "I was testing her." La 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 la. And and Jack just tells, him, "Get out, get out." And he goes like, "Okay, whatever. You know, you're on to me. I'm done. I'm out." And and Jack says, "Well, gosh, Chrissy, you know, you lost your money still." She's like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> And yeah, she pulled yeah. it out. She's like, when he was trying to make the moves, I pickpocketed him. So, <laughs> do, do the Chrissy again. That's it. Yeah, that yeah that's good. That it was, was cute on her, though. I sound like a pig. And it, it didn't look very good on you. But no. it sounded good. It sounded <laughs> I good. couldn't imagine it would. It sounded great. So, Three's Company. Well, was it, wasn't her dad a preacher or pastor? I don't know. I think he was. Was he? I think he was. I remember uh, her was sister, she? Cindy, came along. Yeah. And uh, I bet Jason will tell us if he wasn't. No, you know what? Here's here's Jason's gig. Jason is he he may know what Three's Company is. Oh, he would probably get on Google and oh. then respond. Oh, that's, that's oh, it. So he's not going to sit to the listen to the podcast and then comment. No, he's going to pause it, research, research. Okay, go to the comment section okay. of where okay. I post. Hey, check okay. out this hey, week's podcast with okay. Robin Matt. <laughs> And then he's going to come up with this answer. Nothing but love for Jason. Nothing okay. but love. <laughs> so, Three's Company, I loved the show. Love you it. loved it. Great show. Number three. Number two. Number two. The Jeffersons. Moving on up, baby. Moving on up Moving to the east side. Up. I love that. So, we talked about the Jeffersons a couple weeks ago. Yep. He and Jason did. Yep, I remember that. And uh, that was a great show. Uh, loved it. I uh, loved the humor. Uh, we had a whole thing about how we need to get back to that. To, to having fun again. Yes. To having humor. Well, Everything's so seriously. Like was that. it your podcast that was talking about uh, Sherman Hemsley, who his wife was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that, you it was Florence, about that. yeah. Okay, yeah. I did, I did not know that. Maybe I, I just learned it that day. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. So Marla Gibbs was her name. Marla Gibbs. Yes. So it what makes me laugh is when they're bickering back and forth, wonder if they carried stuff from home <laughs> onto the script. Weird, like you left the toilet seat up full or whatever. There's a lot of married couples, you know, even like uh, Jerry Stiller and and his wife, his wife, Mrs. Stiller, Mrs. Stiller. Yeah, <laughs> I know who she is. I can picture her face and the voice, it. but I yeah. can't remember. I can't think of her name. But uh, yeah, I mean, just weird to see them acting and when they're not a husband and wife in the show they're acting on. That's yeah. just it's crazy. It's That's crazy. wacky. It's wacky. It's wacky. 
Rockies. So, Matt, what was the number one show this week, well, 1981? I mean, it's 1981. It's, you know it's Dallas. It's Dallas. It's Dallas. I, 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 mean, I believe 60 Minutes was in there somewhere, but I don't, I, we don't report that. I mean, why well, talk about that? That's and, right. And, it's, and Dallas is Dallas. And uh, I mean, I, I'm curious how many on the podcast, though, were ginormous Dallas fans. Because yeah. it was the dramatic. You know, I, I was always, I just loved the funny. Loved the funny. Oh yeah, but I mean, but Dukes I, of Hazard was on before that. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it Dukes of Hazard, then the Hawk, and then right um, Dallas. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, and I, I would go, I would watch the Duke and watch the Hulk, and then just kind of, eh, not so much, either not pay attention or not watch. Yeah, my Dallas. mom would watch Dallas, so it was on, but I, I was probably reading comic books or or went yeah. to my room and listened to music or that's anything. That's, that's good. Baseball game, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. do that kind of stuff. Okay, so. So that was it. TV shows, and by this time it's you know, summertime, so these are all reruns anyway. So absolutely, yeah, so who cares? Yeah, who cares? But movies, though, you know, when when TV shows start running, the reruns in the summer, the movie theaters start kicking up. Business starts happening. Oh yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you know, back in the eighties, um, you know, s- several houses had central air. Mm-hmm. Not all of them did. Not some had window air conditioners. Some of them just had fans. So part of the appeal of a movie theater is going to sit in the air conditioner. Oh, so feels yeah. so good for oh, two hours. Yeah, you're just uh, feels so good. It's like you you're just yeah. there freezing and loving it. Good stuff. So at the movie theater this week in 1981, the number three movie was Superman Two. Superman Two. Christopher yes. Reeve. I now, what do you think about? I mean, what what was your take? Of, of the Supermans that he was in, um, I the first is still always my favorite. I remember going to the theater. I saw it at the Westland Cinema, and I remember like the 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 tag line they had was "You'll believe a man can fly." Oh, and so good. I'm here. I'm seeing Superman on this big screen. Now, before that, George Reeve played Superman in the TV show back in the 50s, which I loved. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. come home after school every day, watch his old reruns right. from back then. And they were great. But but being there in the big screen and just the effects were really top-notch at the time. Right. So, like, watching that, like, you know, I was just blown away by that. So I think that will always hold a, you know, a sacred place in my heart. And then number two is probably... Right after. As as a movie, I think number two may have been a little bit better, but just that experience of the first Superman was it for me. Yeah, and, you know, we're young, and, and it seems like sequels were just, I mean, when you have a movie, you're supposed to just have a movie, and that's it. Yeah. It's overdone. And then all of a sudden, this whole world of like, oh, there's more to the story, you know? And it's, I mean, as just a person growing up, I mean, it's... It's kind of a, a paradigm. It's weird to think about that. Like, yeah. you know, oh, there's a two. Oh, there's a three. Oh, there's a 47. You know, yeah. Or whatever. Like the Rocky movies went on Rocky. and on and on. Yeah. So I was trying to think, like, what was the first movie to have a sequel to it? It's a good question. And in, in, in my mind, I'm pointing to my head. I see it. In yeah, my he, mind. He's pointing yeah, right I'm, to his temple. Yeah. I'm thinking it was The Godfather. Early seventies, Godfather two came out, right. and then Godfather yep. three came out in the eighties sometime. Yeah, but I think maybe that to was. me that was the first. But I remember any which way you can, and any which way but loose was out, and Smoking the Bandit, Smoking the Bandit two. Right. But I think before all those was a Godfather. That's a good. That's a good. That's call. a good trivia question. That's a good trivia. Yeah, I'm sure Jason's and already sure looking Jason's it up. Jason's already paused, 
researched and commented. That's good. <laughs> and of course, of course, Randy, Randy hasn't even seen it. Yeah, yeah. Randy, Randy, he's like, a, well, for, he's like Superman. What? Superman? Who? He better know anything we're talking about. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. Oh, bless his heart. Oh, man. That explains so much. Oh, can you, can you, I just, I'm sorry. Just one more time. One more time what? Please. What? You know. Give it oh, to me. Oh, the clip? Give oh. it to me. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. Where are we at next? Uh, we are now on uh, the number two movie. Cannonball Run. Yes, we are. Which also had a sequel, it, Cannonball is, it Two. A, yes, it did. Yes, so, it did. <laughs> Dom DeLuise, Burt Reynolds. I think we talked about this a yeah, couple months ago. So. Yeah. It came up, so that was a that was a movie, man. It was a great. That's the the the, the outlaw race from what Connecticut to across the country or something. To something like that. I haven't seen it in many years. Matt Taylor was awful fond of it when he yeah. was on here. Sounds about right. Sounds yeah, it about does. Right. It's right in his wheelhouse. Right in his wheelhouse. <laughs> right with that rural humor that he loves so much. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Matt Taylor, this movie's for you. This movie's for you. Right. That brings us now to the number one movie. Which is, I mean, come on. It's Stripes. Stripes. 1981, Bill Murray, come on. It, it that, that makes you want to be in the military. You know, I don't have a we're not really a military family per se, but dag on it, I wanted to be 1981. My my brother was in the army, um, my brother Mark, and uh, he was I you know always wonder if like he has shenanigans like that to tell like so many things that that he did in the specialized area he mm-hmm. was in like missions and things he can't talk about. Oh wow! But I just wonder if there are any stripes type moments. There's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood wouldn't lie to us, right? No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course, no. Not. I'm sure it was pretty factual. Matter of fact, that's a fact. Jack, Jack. come on, there it is. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Well. So, um, yeah, that was the number one movie. Did not have a sequel. Didn't no. need one. No, no. I could see this one being remade, though. Yeah, I could too. Yeah. So when you're talking about movies that could be remade, and you know, yeah, I don't think it'll be as good as the original. But depending on who they get, right? Like who? Okay, who could play like Bill, Bill Murray's Murray. part? Yeah. Oh man, uh, who would that be? We always go back to Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, he, he could probably be the Bill Murray uh, character. Then yeah. Harold Ramis. Who, who would that Seth be? Seth Rogen, maybe. Seth Rogen could, could be that. in there somewhere. Yeah, he, he may have John Candy's part. Yeah, I could see that. Or Josh Gad. Yeah, he could be. He, he could be. be uh, he would be candy. Yes, That's that would. Yeah, would be. That'd be great. So, yeah, Stripes is a good movie. There's a chance. There's yes, a chance. There's a yeah. chance. So, those are the top movies of 1981, and uh, now um, my favorite part. It, it's the music. It's the music, Rob. Love the music. Do you love well, music? I I like it. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's swell. All, All right. right. Well, let's hear the top three songs of 1981. And once again, you'll be mine, oh man. But in reality, you alone will never be. Cause you took your love away from me. So, the number three song this week in 1981 by A Taste of Honey is Sukiyaki. Teriyaki. Teriyaki. This, teriyaki. this is a great song. Like, 
back in the 80s, this was one of those love songs that would be on the couple skates. It's a moonlight skate. Let's all go out and skate to this song. Like, hit Babe by Styx. Yeah. Maybe Yes, no, I'm Ready. Oh, you know, KC, Terry to Sarah. And then Sukiyaki might be No, no, no Sukiyaki. No Sukiyaki? I don't get this. I've, I, I, I saw this on the list. I thought, hey, let's play it. Let's find out about this song. I missed it. I totally missed this song. <laughs> what in the name of Randy are you talking about? My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. Hope you guys are having fun making fun of me. That's how we get people listen to your podcast, make fun of me. That's not cool. <laughs> That's our Randy impersonation right there. <laughs> right? Randy, Randy Nelson. That, that, that sounds just like him. Randy, yeah. Randy, Randy Barney. You never know. seem in the same room together. It's never, never at the same time. So. Oh, golly. So, yeah, Sukiyaki was the number two song. That was number three Or number three. Song. See, I, I, I'm, it's all... Maybe you were hurt by a truck. Scrambled. Maybe you were hurt by a truck, Rob. Nah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, yeah. So, now our number two song. The number two song stars on 45 with the song Medley. Medley. Now, this is a great song. I love this back in the day. Uh, it, you guys just heard a small clip of it. So, basically, it's a medley of Beatles songs. Yeah. So, at this point in my life, I had never really like I had heard of the Beatles. I knew who Paul McCartney was, of course, because sure. he had the song coming up, which I just heard a few weeks before. and. Yeah. Um, so when this came out, I bought the the record. I I bought the 45 of Stars on 45, and I just thought it was a great song. Even now, you go back and listen to it. it it's it's a really good tune, and uh, it, it did hit number one. I think probably next week in 1981, it was his number one. But great song, good stuff. It, it, was it? Would you th- say it was kind of disco-y a little bit? It was. Well, it did definitely had that disco beat. That yeah. went out throughout the song, and the very beginning of it has got like a lady singing, and then it goes into the Beatles stuff. Okay, so it's it, look it up um, if you want to on YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. It's a really cool tune, but yeah, it does have that little disco beat going on. Yep. But uh, you know, the it's nineteen eighty one, baby. It, it happens. Right. You can do whatever you want to in nineteen eighty one. The eighties, yeah, the yeah. eighties. So yes, that was a number two song, and. Uh, very great song. So that's it. Uh, now it's time for number one. The dot, daddy diver, then on the daddy diver, a day I'm sorry. That sounds so much like the original. You can't hardly tell the two apart. Correct. correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no, that was Buckwheat singing "Betty David Die." Betty David Die. Yeah. So <laughs> that was a big hit. It was. Yeah, but that was good. the real number one song is this. Take to make a she got 
Kim Carnes with Betty Davis Eyes. Betty Davis, love this song. I love it. I might love Buckwheat's version maybe a little better. Okay, you know, when you put them side by side, you know, I, I yeah, I can it's, see it, that. They're very similar. They, they are. And I, they I'm are. pretty sure Kim Carnes ripped off Buckwheat because you can't really understand a lot what she's saying. True, true. But I just heard you learn. Uh, the, uh, word, yeah, um, the word precocious is in there. And I, I think that might be the first time I heard that word. Precocious. Precocious. It was sung by her. So yes. Great. So Kim Carnes, uh, raspy voice, a couple hits in the 70s, did a duet once with Kenny Rogers, mm-hmm. a couple hits after this. So so she, you know, she was, she did We Are the World. She was in on that. So, uh, yeah. you know, she was good. Isn't it weird, though, like when you hear a certain song, just you hear a song, it takes you somewhere. Yes. And they could be unrelated. They don't have to mean anything. But, but when I hear that song, Mm-hmm. Uh, I am immediately uh, at Groveport uh, Swimming Pool, the public pool there in Groveport. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm standing on the high dive, and, and I because I, I don't know I don't know if I was at the pool as a 12 year old, um, you know, getting ready to, to dive in the pool, and the song came on. But I, re- I remember I, I specifically remember pausing and, and listening to that song, standing on the dive diving board, Groveport. Did you try to sing along? Probably, I probably sounded more like buckwheat. Like buckwheat, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think so. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know why. It's, it's weird. It's like I, I hear the song, boom. I'm, I'm twelve in Groveport. That's pretty cool. Now I don't remember when I heard it for the first time, but I do remember one of the times that I heard it. I, we were, uh, we would go to Kentucky, uh, usually once a year or so to visit my, my aunt Louise, and. We would be at her house, and they had a satellite dish because they lived up in this holler. They couldn't get cable, so they had the satellite dish. And so we were watching TV, and it was, uh, if you remember, America's Top Ten, Casey Kasem would just, you know, kind of what he'd do on the radio, he would do with, uh, on TV, play two or three, maybe four music videos, and then talk about what the other ones were. Well, this week... Betty Davis Eyes is number one. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing it on there while sitting in Aunt Louise's living room. And then uh, shortly after that, maybe maybe an hour or two later, I can't remember how long after that, I watched Georgia Championship Wrestling for the first time. Bada-bing, bada-bing. So Kim Carnes kind of had the Michael Hayes hair. Yes. Yes. So Kim Carnes, all, Michael Hayes. It all comes back to it wrestling. Does. It does. It, it comes back comes to wrestling. Back to, it, all it all comes, comes back. back to wrestling. <laughs> so... That's good. That was great. Um, yeah, that was number one. And I think that that kind of does it for 1981, doesn't it? I think as far it as does. we can tell. I think yeah. it does, yeah. All right. So we're going to leave 1981, and we're going to take a brief time out, and then we'll get back to some 80s trivia. Yeah, some 80s facts. Facts. Not just facts. trivial facts, actual facts. Actual facts. So we'll be right back. Would my esteemed colleague kindly repeat the question? Gladly, Senator. What time does Wee Willie Winky run through the town? Trivial Pursuit. It's more than a game. It's a national obsession. It's here. Big Bird! It's there. It's everywhere. And the fun keeps coming. Trivial Pursuit. Because every American is entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of trivia. From South Show and Writer. Okay, so this is the time of the show. We're going to do some trivia. Yes. Now, before we get started, this originally was going to be the week 
that I played all of the recordings back of all the people that talked about where they hung out at in the 80s. Like, you know, we might have put Cardo's Pizza and sure. there with yeah. John and Keith and Matt yeah. and all the guys. Very simple, very easy. For some reason, only four people <laughs> responded. Yeah. yeah, and I'm one of them, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah that's true. Uh, well, but you count. Oh, I, you matter, I, man. Okay, thank you. You matter. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, it, it's, you know, I thought it would be fun. Like, if I was listening to a podcast and they had that request on there, I would probably pull over to the side of the road, get my phone out, and and hit that voice memo app. Yeah. And say, yeah. hey, I'm Rob. I grew up in Grove City, Ohio. And, you know, my fun thing to do. And, and just do that. You mean it was that easy, Rob? It was that simple. So, so all you're asking for, are you still asking for people? I'm to do still it? asking. Okay, so what maybe you're asking, maybe in the year 2035, I'll have enough to fill up a podcast. There it is. Yeah. So what we want, we want is someone to just use their phone, Rob? their phone that they have in their pocket. They may right even now. be listening to this podcast we spe- from okay. their phone. So, so get on your phone, get on, on the voice memo, and all you want to say is your name, how old you are, where you're from. Where you grew up and what you did for fun in the eighties on a Friday night. That's all you need to do. That's it. Tell us the place. Tell us the location. So and you don't want it to be longer than what? Like a, two minutes. No longer than two minutes. Yes. And yeah. if you're only one minute, that's fine. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you were a child in the eighties, and, yes. and you say, you know, I used to like going to Showbiz Pizza or to Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. or I used to like going to church with Grandma. I don't care. Say it. Talk to us. We want to know the people that are listening what you did. You know, you know us because we're always talking about ourselves. We can't stop talking sometimes. Can't. It's pretty it's, awesome. It's a problem. Well, it's, so it's a problem. But yeah. what we would like to do is hear from you. you guys are taking over the podcast yes maybe you just like hearing us so much that you don't want to do it maybe, maybe like, that's it well maybe that's take it. away a week of my listening pleasure yes, if see. i'm john noss and right. i'm out there working in the yard right and kendra's yelling at me right. slave driving me right. again you don't hear his like, own voice no i want to hear, hear that i want to hear robin right. matt talking right. about stuff but i think it's time we hear the people we want to hear the people we want to hear the we people. can tell you what we think of the 80s but sure. how much more fun would it be to hear your voice Telling everybody what you did in the eighties, yeah, like like Cheryl, she's from Pennsylvania. Sure, she is. Joel also grew up in Pennsylvania. Yes, I think he grew up in southeastern Ohio or something right. like that. Joel, he, there's so much. Joel is just like this unpeeled onion. Yes, he is. So many layers. Yes. So you got people like that, and I got Steve, my cousin Steve, grew up mm-hmm. in West Virginia. They used to race cars and things that he can't mention. Right, so, right, you know, right, right, right. That that is what I'm talking about. Say what you can. You yeah. don't need to say it all. Did you have a Cardo's type place you hung out? At? Did you eat pizza somewhere? Yeah, the video I posted was from the high spot in the movie Footloose. Yes, like you know those kids. I hung out there. They they twiddled their gum. They met girls. You know, maybe it's putt putt. I don't know where you. Maybe hung it was out an at. arcade. I would like to know though. Maybe it was an arcade. Maybe it was an arcade, like in, in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe you were like a Spicoli type character, or you. New one, like you could say, like you know, I was at Aladdin's castle, and this dude looked like Spicoli used to come in all the time. Boom, you know, I was bumming quarters off of people. Right, right. Yeah, it's easy. Tell us about it. We want to know. Nice and simple voice memo, two minutes. Tell us where where it was and what you did, and send it to where, Rob. Send it to Living the Eighties US at Gmail dot com. That's L I V. I N G T H E eight zero S U S at gmail.com. 
Okay. Good. Couldn't be easier. Well, I mean, actually, it could be a lot easier because that was kind of good. That is a funky but, but they can idea. But they can listen. It's yeah. a podcast. Or if you go so, to yeah. the Facebook page and check the video out that's there, mm-hmm. we post an email address. I think it's my personal email address. I post it on there. Sure. But sure. you can send it there, too. Rob.thought at me.com. Okay. Thought's F-A-U-G-H-T. Send that's it. That's my name. I've had that name my whole life. So how long? My whole life. Okay. My dad had it his whole life, and so did my grandpa. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it. Well, send it in. It'll be fun. I think it'll be a blast. So please, you guys, we're not really giving you a hard time, but I really think it'd be a really neat show. You guys have no idea how cool uh, that could be, just just to hear from other people. Like, one of the reasons we watch 80s movies and stuff, just getting a different a different perspective on life and oh, yeah. stuff and, you know, like the parties they would have and things like that. Like, I know some of you guys went to some pretty cool parties. For sure. And had some pretty cool hangouts. So we'll do that. Let's hear about it. In the meantime. Let's talk facts. We'll talk facts because okay. this is what you get when you don't do your homework. You exactly. have to sit and listen to the teacher talk That's it. nonstop. Guys are in trouble. So we have 20 facts about the 80s that we have curated here, and we want to share these with you. Now, these are facts that we know firsthand. These are not things that we have to go, oh, man, let's find some some cool facts on Google and stuff. No, I did fact check and make sure my memory was correct, and a couple times it was a little off, but, you know, you guys will get the finished product of what is accurate. So, number one. Matt, did you know that Eric Stoltz was originally cast to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future? I did not know he that. He was. Apparently, he was kind of a, of a diva to work with, and he played Marty a little darker. Uh, apparently, on the set, he would not let them call him Eric, but they had to call him Marty. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I don't know why. Yes. Uh, they... They had mostly finished the film and they decided to go with Michael J. Fox instead. So a Good lot call. of it had to be reshot. Now Michael J. Fox was their first their first choice, but because of his obligations with family ties, they would not release him to do this movie. It was during the, the shooting oh, of, yeah, yeah, of Family busy. Ties. But so after all this time with Eric Stoltz, you know, several months shooting this film. Uh, the producers are like, we can't, we can't do this. So they they got rid of Eric Stoltz, uh, Marty McFly, or <laughs> Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox <laughs> was. Um, he had just finished filming the season for Family Ties. The very next day, he started filming Back to the Future. Wow, that's how close it was. Wow. So they got their guy, and honestly, I can't think of anybody else. In that realm, that would that would be a, a better Marty McFly. A better, yeah, yeah, because they got it right. Yeah, fate got it right. Yeah, because like you hear a lot of times about guys that should have or that auditioned for roles and didn't right. get it and so forth. So in this case, I think they got it right. I can't picture anybody else doing that. So here's a fun fact: uh, Thomas Wilson, who played Biff, Biff, uh, he he said in an interview I watched this. I found out just this week. So. These guys, I saw him and Leah Thompson interviews talking about how Eric Stoltz was and how much different uh, Michael J. Fox was. He brought a different energy, a little humor to the thing. And and do you remember the scene in the cafeteria where Marty and Biff are face-to-face and Principal Strickland gets in the middle of them? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. got that far into the movie with Eric Stoltz. Oh, wow. And so apparently all of this footage is stored in a vault someplace, and, and you, you know, it exists, but they're not letting it see light of day. However, in the Back to the Future Blu-rays, there are there is some scenery. I have seen some of the Eric Stoltz stuff. Oh and wow! Marty does it, or Michael J. Fox does it a, a lot better. But um, the fun fact I found out this week was in the diner when Michael J. Fox punches Biff right in the face. When you see it, it's a close up of Biff's face, but that fist is actually Eric Stoltz's fist. Shut yeah. up! And uh, <laughs> and and uh, Thomas Wilson, who played Biff, says. They say that it's not, but when we recorded it with Michael J. Fox, said the fist was not nearly that close to my face. Oh wow! No so way. those funny. little pointy knuckles are Eric Stoltz's. So pretty cool. There stuff. you go. That's number one. Give us number two, Matt. Uh, number two, just a little fun fact here: one billion, one billion with a, little, a B. Yeah, the B. Little pinky. Doctor yeah, Evil. Doctor Evil. One billion people tuned in to watch. Prince Charles and Lady Diana's wedding. That was that's amazing. A that was billion people had nothing better to do right than to watch this. I, I remember I watched it. I, I watched it as well. I yeah. mean, it's it was their it was wedding. Huge news. Lady it was like Diana. a Saturday morning, if I'm not mistaken. So it would have been Saturday afternoon. So it was happened in the future. See, are we going back to your phone call? You know what? You're so right, man. I'm telling you, you missed the chance. I did. We just talked about Marty Reply too, and we did. Okay. Time travel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but isn't that amazing? A billion people in the 80s doing yeah. one thing at one time. And we were just obsessed. And really, Why we, is that? Because we don't live in England. Like, but, I know we came from England. But do you think we, you know, because we're still obsessed with the royals. Or, or, you know, our culture is the whole, you know. Yeah, we always know what's going whole, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole feuding and all that, do you, whatever. Do you think it's this started a lot of that? or uh, To me it was, because I... I I didn't care or know anything much about how the the monarchy and yeah. and um, Lady in, in England was, but this made me very aware. And Lady Diana was cute. She was cute. She was adorable. She was, Prince Charles was always kind of a dork to me. He was kind of like a ears. He a, a bigger, older, creepy guy. You yeah, know? a little yeah. bit, a little yeah. bit. It's like she's marrying her uncle. Kind of. Yeah, maybe she was. I don't it know. Could have been. Let's move on. There's a there's a a. A Kentucky section of England, apparently. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. All right. Number three. Uh, the song Physical by Olivia Newton-John was mm-hmm. the number one song of the 80s. It's the number one number song one. of the 80s. From, 19, from January 1981 to December 1989, the number one song was Physical. It actually spent 10 weeks as the number one song. No Shut other song up. spent that long. So that was... Really? The number, yeah, that's truth. That is the truth. Ten weeks was the record? Yeah, like when I look back at the 80s, I think of my favorite songs, that's not one of them. No, no. no. I like the video, because they're living in John. Let's get gorgeous. physical. Yeah. Physical. Okay. So the other part, the other fun fact, is that Rod Stewart was originally pitched that song. And he what? turned he turned it down. Huh. Yeah. But it, do you think it would have been the same song if Rod Stewart sang it? Probably I mean, not. Probably not. The, How, vi- the video might have been more sultry, though. He might have yeah. had like lots of hot Let's women. Give, he, he did that. Go. Yeah. Go. How would he sing it? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, I can't do a Rod Stewart, and not as good as you can. Oh, yeah. yes. So that's what I was thinking. there's that. 
All right, that that was that's our number three fact. Number three, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I'm kind of surprised that a song that was number one for ten weeks was the, the best in a decade. Yeah, it's, it seems like it'd be longer. Okay, you would think. Let's move on. Number four, CNN was the first ever 24-hour news channel launched in 1980. Yeah, yeah. But it's back when they reported real news on CNN. There it is. Unlike yeah. now, where it's not always. But we're not getting political. We're not. We don't. No, we're we're we spitting don't. facts. That's right. We're spitting facts, <laughs> So folks. CNN uh, was actually Ted Turner uh, from yes. Turner Broadcasting, TBS, TNT, all of that. He It was his idea to have a 24-hour news channel because he was seeing the success that he had with, you know, with TBS, the Superstation, right. um, all, all of that whole thing. It was really growing, and you can see cable just... It was rising. It's creeping up in there. Like back in the dark ages of cable TV, because cable TV had been around actually since I believe it was 1950. No way. But yeah, but it, it was not like it is that we know it now. I remember back in uh, the early 70s, we had cable at, at my house. In the 70s? In the 70s, yeah. And it was all it was, it was um, clearer reception of the local channels. And there were a few additional channels. I remember there was, because we were in Columbus, so there was WUAB TV, Channel 43 in Cleveland, right, right. WXIX TV, Channel 19 in Cincinnati, and then there was like a Channel 4 out of Indianapolis and a Channel 61 out of Cleveland. Like those those additional few channels that on top cable. of our local. So I got to see Speed Racer like twice a day. Sweet. Like it was on 4 and 4.30. Sweet. So I, I definitely remember that and... You know, that was our cable. And you're talking from the 70s all the way up to, like, 1981. It was kind of, or 1980-ish. It was kind of the way it was. And then when you had channels like CNN start to join in, right? create an entire 24-hour news channel. Now, back in those days, they did cycle a lot of the same news over right. and over. And they, right. they kind of do that a little bit now. But back then, it was kind of like in, in two- or three-hour loops Right. And then they would repeat itself, but they were always there to do the breaking news, of course. Well, and if you wanted like a factual behind-the-scenes story, you can watch the movie Anchorman. I was thinking will, the same will, thing. He will kind of explain to you the process of yes. how they transition. It was like Anchorman 2. Yes. Remember, they, they got on the, yeah. the news channel, and Ron Burgundy was the lead anchor. So, you know what? CNN would have better viewership if Ron Burgundy it, he, they was. Would. The, yeah, like, they're they a distant second to Fox. Easy. So Easy. CNN, Ted very, Turner. Very interesting. Listen to us, man. We know what's up. There it is. Number five. What else you got? Number five. So, another true fact. When David Lee Roth left Van Halen in 1985, as we all know, they went with Sammy Hagar uh, as his replacement. A lot of people that didn't like uh, the Sammy years, they called it Van Hagar. Van Hagar. Whatever. I personally am fans of, I, a fan of I both. I like them both. I like them both. They got, like they got both. their pluses. They both do. But originally, Sammy is actually the second choice. What? Yes. The first choice, Eddie Van Halen wanted Patty Smythe. Shut up. From Scandal. You know, I am a warrior. That girl. (gasps) That is who Eddie wanted as a lead singer. Are you kidding me right now? Nope. She turned him down. So it would be like Van Patty? Van Patty, yeah. So she turned him down because she was expecting... This is the part that I didn't realize. I had to look this up. She she was expecting a baby, and because of Van Halen's hard partying ways, 
she did not want to you know bring her baby up in that kind of an environment. Really, and Eddie couldn't guarantee that that wouldn't be the case. Well, I mean, you got to keep it real. Yeah, that's right. You got to keep be, it real. You got to be honest, and I admire Eddie for that. Yep. Nope. We're gonna we're gonna get Samuel stoned. party with us. We're gonna get stoned, man. We're gonna have women. Yep. <laughs> I'm guaranteed. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna so, be real bad. Yeah. So that was that that was it. So that's interesting. I can't. I. I uh, you know, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a female singer singing like Jump or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's got a strong voice. Love her. Oh, I love. Yeah. yeah. I love the voice. Um, would, would would they still did Jump or would it be like Skip? Skip and a hop. Skip and a hop. Yeah. I don't know. I think I so. Know. Who knows? Yeah. Because we can't time travel. Again, we're going back to the yeah. time travel we where you could have probably known yeah. that. I would have known that. If you I, would have known that. If I just would have listened. So close, Rob. Okay, let's move on. All right. Number we, six. Number six. Bring oh, it. Oh, good stuff. Georgia Championship Wrestling. Now, this was on TBS. This was TBS' most popular show. It aired at 6.05 on Saturday nights. This was filmed... Actually, on Wednesdays, Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings. That's that's unreal. Isn't that crazy? Because you're thinking, you, you know, like like you're certain. I okay. My memory tells me Saturday night was a show. They probably taped it like earlier in the day. Saturday. Saturday. Came on six oh five. They you know, taped it about two o'clock. You fight on weekends. Yeah, that's People, right. Well, you, if you're gonna wrestle, you don't fight on Wednesdays. You don't fight on one. You fight. You wrestle yeah. on Saturdays. So when you see Tommy Rich up there yelling and screaming and stuff. Oh. It's man. Wednesday morning. He it's, watched Three's Company the night before. It's Wednesday morning. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, so like they would, so Dusty Rhodes would get up out of bed mm-hmm. early to go down and wrestle. Yeah, that's what Dusty Rhodes. So okay, so here you go. You were a big fan of Georgia oh, Championship. Man, Tell that. us your your Tim Horner story. Oh, Tim Horner. Yeah. Yeah. So so we used to go to uh, the, the matches down in Columbus, uh, Battelle Hall. Well, Battelle. It's City, called the Ohio Center. The Ohio Center. Center. Yeah. So we would go there and we'd watch it. They'd come a few times a year. Yep. And uh, so so my cousin was I had a, a family member who was on the commission or whatever of some, whatever. So we kind of... He got, knew people. He knew people. He knew people who knew people. So we found out that they were staying at the Harley Inn Hotel mm-hmm. up there on 71 somewhere. So when the matches were over, me and a buddy, we go to the Harley Inn and we see wrestlers. We see wrestlers. And we see Tim Horner. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic! What, what do you call him? White something lightning? White, white lightning or white something? Lightning. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're 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 kicking it with Tim Horner outside of the Harley Inn Hotel, and I'm in life is as cool as it can get because this is one of your heroes. He, yeah, I mean, here he is. I saw him on TV, and now he's talking to me. We're standing there face to face, and we're talking for like a half hour, forty minutes, right? And then all of a sudden, you can believe this: car pulls up, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik gets out of the car and just walked to the hotel. And, and me and Tim Horner and my buddies are right by the front door. Huh. So, you know, they're about to throw down, right? Oh, Because yeah. they didn't like each other. Oh, yeah. And so, in my mind, I see the article in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated getting ready to be written right now about this big fight, Columbus Hotel, security's called cops. A couple kids get scraped up A couple up kids in the get scraped Yeah, and I mean, I'm ready, and I'm ready to tell my side to, you know, of the story. And sure enough, Iron Sheik walks right by, and I'm... I'm I'm getting a little nervous. I mean, I ain't gonna say I peed myself, but I was getting—I mean, I was getting worked up. Like the pee was—it was, it was close. It was close. I didn't—I did not pee my pants. Thank goodness. Very close. Different story if you did. Yeah. So so here he comes, and I and I'm just, and and uh, 
Tim's back was to the parking lot, so he he had no idea. So I'm thinking he's about to get jumped. So now I'm thinking, do I gotta I gotta jump in on Sheik, right? Because I'm I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to whip Sheik or help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, he walks right by, and he comes up by Tim, and he looks at Tim, and I'm thinking, here it goes, and he says, "Sup," and Tim says, "Sup, man," and then he walked in a hotel. Get out of here! Shut up! I mean, I, I yeah. So I don't know if they fought in the hotel. Uh-huh. I can't speak to that, but I I'm gonna be honest with you. A little bit of me died that day. Wow. So here, here's something. So maybe it was a matter of. You know, Tim Horner, more of a mid mid card guy, mm-hmm. not, not a main event. Right, right. I remember him well. He's very, very, very athletic. Yeah. The main event guys, I think, may have stayed in the higher regency. Maybe because, like, we would go if if the wrestling started at eight o'clock. Right. We would have mom and dad drop us off at like noon, so we'd go. Is like a big deal to. You know, have have lunch at the the food court there. At the oh Ohio yeah, Center. yeah, I love that. Love so that. we'd hang out to see if we could see wrestlers, and we always did because oh, they'd yeah. come down and get get food and stuff. They'd get tacos, and yeah. Up. yeah. So again, you're there all day long. So you're, you're you know, what are you gonna, you're going to run around, maybe ride the elevators and stuff. I got in the elevator. Guess who's there? Tell me, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Shut. Yep, rode uh, the elevator with Ric Flair. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, he's very very nice. Very cool. Yeah, we're kids. Very cool. And we just looked Did at... Did he say, woo? No, he didn't. Did you ask him to? I, no, I was kind of starstruck. Whatever. So, like, right in the elevator, I'm just looking at him. I went, you're one of my favorite wrestlers. He's like, well, thank you. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> pretty cool. That's way cool. Yeah, it was very cool. So, and, and I, I remember seeing, again, they're feuding at the time. Mm-hmm. So, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Snuka come down and go to, like, the subway or whatever there and get a sub together. No. I'm just like... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I'm kind of on to it. You know? Right. Right. You know, maybe it's, you know, not necessarily <laughs> them really hating each other and right. really, you know, killing each other. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going... Huh. Okay. All yeah. right. That's cool. So, these guys, as they're crushing each other, they can, you know, they hang out. Maybe, maybe. One last wrestler story. I, I was telling uh, Mike Moore about this. There, yeah. uh, the other day, we was talking wrestling, and, and I we we I did go backstage one time. Yeah, uh, and and I, I met. This is great, Andre the Giant. Did you really shut up? I'm serious. Oh, he, he, I bet he was just no, he, he's huge. And I was I was very little as a kid, so I, I mean he's like you know like nine foot six, actually like seven five. He's seven foot five. Seven five. I think he's really seven four. They built him at seven five or seven yeah, six, that depending is. on which city he was in. Right. Yeah. Very large man, and and I was very small at the time, and I mean I was like like two foot one, two foot two. I was very <laughs> short. But I, <laughs> like you're, you're like, okay. <laughs> I might have been four, but I don't you're know. like a midget. Okay, so but I, I walk up and he walks by me and I was in his way. He was going this way and I was Did going. You stand this and way. make him go around you. So I stood there and and there was no. I mean, I, I was starstruck. I was very yeah. starstruck, and I was just standing there. And the, he he reached his hand. Now his hand's ginormous. Yeah, his hand goes on top of my head. And he gives me a just he didn't shove me, didn't push me, yeah. but he gave me a little nudge and he said, Get out of here. Just like that. Was, and that, was that's, being funny. That's how he said, Get out of here. That was it. That's the way Andre <laughs> said to me. It was sound just like a little French accent. Get out of here. Like that. He kinda of pushed me away. So 
I felt the love when he did it. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. It was like, hey, I didn't feel. Maybe hate. he's he's just kind of used to people seeing him being so Maybe starstruck. It's, it's and just like, Andre being funny. Yeah, Andre yeah. being Andre. Yeah, it's Andre being Andre. <laughs> so I got a question for you. Yeah. So we both watched Georgia Championship Wrestling forever. Yeah. Who would you say would be like the Mount Rushmore of guys that we witnessed like over that time? Mount Rushmore of guys. Well, when you think Mount Rushmore, uh, you got to have Tommy Wildfire Rich, yeah. El Numero Uno. Yeah. Ric Flair had to be on there. Ric Flair. Maybe Michael Hayes. And Michael Hayes. That's it. There it is. There's your Mount Rushmore. That's three. Absolutely. That's three. There's your Mount Rushmore. So, you okay, Mike? <laughs> you good? <laughs> okay, to finish your Mount Rushmore, we would put... Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Okay, there we go. Move on. <laughs> Mike, I've never met you. Can't wait to. Oh, that's uh, funny. Matt was telling me the story about the pet peeve. That's funny. So this time we thought we'd have a little bit of fun at your expense. There you go. Oh, there Good it stuff. is. Moving on. Moving on. Number seven. This Now, this is something I did not know. Um, I do remember that they had, it was down to a few different names when they named Yoda. You know, from the Star Wars movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, they originally wanted to call him Buffy. Are you, are you serious, Clark? I'm serious. <laughs> <Eddie>. <laughs> yes, uh, they wanted to name him Buffy. So they, they wanted for some Yoda. reason they they settled with Yoda instead. How do you get Yoda from Buffy? I have no idea. That's just crazy. Maybe they should name Jar Jar Binks Buffy. Probably should have. He was awful. He was awful. All right. On to number eight. Okay. Number eight. Oh, glasses. Here we go. John Hughes uh, wrote the script for 16 Candles for Molly Ringwald before actually even meeting her. Uh, He saw some of her work and he knew that he wanted to use her for the role of Samantha Baker. And he wrote it. He wrote the entire movie with her in mind. So I saw this fact and several several years ago and he actually had screenshots of her like you know the still photos they get publicity photos he had it above his desk when he was writing this like there was no one else even considered for that role interesting yeah so he for some and she was i mean i remember she was on uh facts of life as a younger girl yes but i don't think she had any like actual movie credits before 16 Candles. That was the I first think that biggie? was her first one. So, um, I, something about, she was his muse, man. He, Isn't that He had, uh, she was in uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. And she was also, uh, what was the other, um, 16, uh, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink, yeah. Yeah, so the trifecta of John Hughes' teenage <clears throat> yeah, movies. The, the Mount Rushmore yeah. of 80s movies. Well, and, 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 <laughs> here's, and here's another, f- <laughs> and uh, the fourth yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Would be Ferris Bueller's. There you go. Okay. So, uh, which she actually wanted to play Sloane in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, really? Yeah, this is like a bonus fact. Okay, good. And uh, John Hughes told her, he said that she was too big for that role. Really? Yeah. He said that, you know, he wanted someone that was a little lesser known for that role, which is how we ended up with who we know as Sloane Peterson, Mia Sarah. Sloane Peterson. Yeah, so. Yeah, that could have been uh, Molly Ringwald if she'd had her way in. Wow. Kind of glad she didn't. I, I mean, because, cause really, I mean, because we got, we got to see Sloane. We, we got Sloan to see Sloane was gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. But, but Molly is, uh, she is synonymous with '80s movies. I mean, she is 
My girl lover, yeah. she's kind of the queen. Yeah, when you, you know. think of Mount Rushmore of 80s actors and actresses, you yeah. got Molly Ringwald. Yes. Probably Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> who, else, who, else did you put, who else did you put up there, Matt? <laughs> We're messing with Mount, Mike. Our Mount Rushmore is getting smaller yeah. every time. <laughs> we got Mount Rushmore, you go, what actor? Okay, so so we put Molly Ringwald, probably Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, uh, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Anthony Michael or, Hall. Oh, oh, you know what? what? How about Rob Lowe? There you go. Because he was in like Young Blood, and he was in Saint um, Almost Fire. Yeah, Outsiders. Yeah, I think you'd have to put him up there too. Rob Lowe would be up there. So then you'd have to have to have another female to go with the two guys. So you got Molly Ringwald, Tom Cruise. Uh, Rob Hello. Lowe. Um, who would be the fourth of Mount Elizabeth Shue. Boom! Who is yeah, my I would, girlfriend. I, 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 know like, you guys are, I, I know you're close. We, yeah, we're, we are close. She's your Jodie Wiley. She, yes, she is. Okay. Yes, okay. She is. You know, think of Adventures in Babysitting and Cocktail. Oh, and, yeah. and she's in several other smaller movies. But you could put somebody else there if you wanted to. But I'm choosing her. There it is. Okay. Boom. Why That's not? That's it. It's your podcast. That's right. It's our podcast, <laughs> okay. Matt. That's good. And it's a community effort. It is. Okay, so, let's move on. All right. So, number nine. So you know Slash from Guns N' Roses, right? Everybody knows Slash. The big hat and the hair coming down, you know, yep, Sweet yep. Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, all that. He actually, before he was with Guns N' Roses, he auditioned to be the guitar player for Poison. There's no and way. And they turned him down and chose C.C. DeVille instead. They chose I think C. they were DeVille. maybe high. Yeah, well, let, let, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with CC. You know, okay. good guitar play. Good. Sure. Good. But Slash, Slash is. Slash might be in the Mount Rushmore. No, <laughs> <He's> your guitar <laughs> <player>. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. That's right. And that's it. So, okay. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, CC DeVille, <laughs> say Richie Sambora. And let's see. Here's uh, a. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and say Stevie Ray Vaughan. There you go. That's it. That's her. Mike, so you going okay, buddy? We are turning into the Mount Rushmore You know, you know he's getting anxious like, these guys are killing me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, gosh. All um, right, number 10, Matt. Bring it. Chicken McNuggets were first offered at McDonald's in 1981. 1981. Do you remember when Chicken McNuggets came out? Boy, it, you know, it, it doesn't seem like it was 98, in 81. It's, mm-hmm. I don't I mean, it was the McPizza. There's all kinds of stuff. Pizza came along like 19, I think 89. They tested Late. it, and then like 1990 is when it like was rolled out. And so what? And then uh, was about the McRib? Was that just uh, later? I'm later? not sure. But the McNuggets were 81. 1981. That's when they wow. came out. Yeah, that seems like a yeah. I remember when I first had a chicken McNugget. I was with my church youth group. And we went to Washington D.C. for a for, for a trip. You'd see museums and stuff like that. And uh, we had went to McDonald's one of our meals, and uh, a girl got chicken McNuggets. You were like, I had what? heard of them, but never had one. So she gave me one. I thought that's delicious because I took a bite. She's like, try it in the sweet and sour sauce. No. I life did. Life changing. It was life changing. You remember your first. Amazing. You remember your first McNugget. I do. That's good. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, like the McNugget was was never usually uh, my go to. 
But occasionally, right. McNuggets sound great. I wonder. I'm usually many, a quarter pounder with cheese guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I wonder no how onions. many people listening right now can remember their first McNugget. Yeah. I mean, because there was a day you just ate cheeseburgers. Yep. You know, Big Mac, whatever, quarter pound yeah. cheese, no yeah. onions. But... I need a warning light to tell me when to change my oil. Yeah. But I can remember my first chicken McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. That's a sad story. I, I don't think you're the only one, though. I think yeah. there's others who remember because it was a big thing. Because we're walking into a hamburger joint, yep, and we're eating little pieces of chicken. Yep, that's game changer. And that's nuts. That's crazy. It was the '80s. It was the '80s. That gone. I love it. That was the '80s. I love it. So, um, which brings us to the number eleven mm-hmm. uh, fact. Uh, which also ties into my Washington D.C. trip that same year We're just in 1982. Little theme, so, very thematic. So today. yeah, Steven Spielberg originally wanted to use M and M's in ET, but uh, the M M&M and M Mars Company turned him down. Why? And, I, who, who knows? Maybe they didn't want to make any money okay. because he went with Reese's Pieces, and their sales climbed 65 percent that year. Thanks to that movie. There it is. So Reese's Pieces were kind of new back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, M&M's have been around my whole life, as Forever. far as I can tell. Forever. But uh, Reese's Pieces became a huge thing then. So how does that tie to my Washington, D.C. trip? Our youth group went to see E.T. while we were there. There it we went is. to a movie. And, you know, loved it. You remember back then they had the badges that E.T. lives. Yeah. They give them out to movie theaters yeah. and stuff. So um, they had that... And and I, I don't want to say for sure. I don't want to tell tales out of school. Yeah, we don't do that. However, if I'm not mistaken, Charlie Watkins and Kevin Ackley may or may not have cried during E.T. Well, I, 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 I don't want to say for sure. Uh, I know the girls did. Cats out the bag. Dave, Rob, so. Art, we didn't cry. No. But Kevin and Charlie were the other two guys that went on mm-hmm. the trip. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I can't speak. To, I, I can speak to Mr. Ackley. I, I, I'm familiar with him. Do I see him crying at an ET? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. <laughs> I, I kind of do. So. so right now he's balling up his fist. Yeah. <laughs> now see, Kevin's supposed to be here next week. We're doing Ooh. one hit wonders. Okay, okay. So Kevin may be a no show next not, week after that, yeah. or he'll or he'll have to come. To defend his honor, I, I'm gonna. I have to ask him. Did you? Cry, yes or no? <laughs> did, did you, you cry, cry at ET? And no shame in it if he. There's no shame. There's no shame. I don't cry it. at movies, but Kevin, maybe he it's does. okay if it's you okay. do. It is. It's yeah. okay. I I love you no less. No less. You're one of my greatest friends of all time. Great and, guy, Kevin. And you know, there's that whole thing. I don't care if you cried ET. It's fine. I don't either. Cry, baby. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Okay. Let's move How about on. number twelve? Uh, the first DeLorean was manufactured in 1981, and the last DeLorean was manufactured in 1983. A two-year run is all they were. Yeah. Well, part of that is because John DeLorean was imprisoned for tax evasion or something. You'll have that. Yeah. I, I can't remember why he was put in prison, but that kind of made the company unstable uh, I, I don't. I think they're kind of expensive cars, yeah, so they yeah. didn't sell a ton of them. But with that stainless steel construction, it's great for time travel. It is. Don't even I'm just go. Saying you had a chance. All right. You were so close. Point taken. Talking on a Thursday to someone on a Wednesday. That's right. I'll so okay, that. here's a question. Even before the DeLorean was used in Back to the Future, I wanted one. Did you? Hmm. 
Good question. I thought they looked awesome. The doors, yeah, were doors open up. Sh- yeah, yeah. It was great. I mean, no, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was cool as could be. And and seeing it in the movie for that first time, first day, that you realize, yeah. oh my goodness, they're traveling in one. Yeah, through time, which kind of like you did. It was like, oh, that's an awesome car to yeah. be doing that in. Yeah, and, you know, speaking of the movie, I watched the Back to the Future trilogy oh, probably a couple months ago. For probably I don't know how many times I've seen it. But that movie never gets old to me. Yeah. I know we talked earlier about, uh, uh, what's his face, um, Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And But I, I think about that movie, and you're talking about seeing that DeLorean for the first time. Right. And all, all that unfolding. You remember seeing that on the big screen? Oh, yeah. Probably Southland Mall Cinema. Absolutely was. That, I mean, that, that movie, that whole trilogy is amazing, but that first movie just kind of suspended our, our imagination because we always would think after that we you know it would be the common discussion due to that movie like what if you could travel back in time like right. what would you change what would be different cuz you know we did our whole thing a few weeks ago about you know if they made a movie about us right 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 <laughs> what right. would that be like right so or can you imagine if you were like say talking to somebody the next day like say you were talking to somebody on like say a Tuesday night and it was like a Wednesday there would that just be the most amazing thing in the whole wide world? Would it change your life? Or would you acknowledge it? Oh, hate hey, home. Are you done now? <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you were talking to somebody in the future and you just don't even make a... <sighs> That's messed with me all week long, man. Whatever. I'm just saying. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. That... Never gets old. No, no. Well, I'm sure we'll get I mean, old oh, eventually, yeah. but not yet. <laughs> I love it. Oh, right gosh. Right Too funny. So, number 13 in our list of 80s facts. The first commercially available hard drive was produced in 1980. It was one gigabyte and weighed over 500 pounds. What? The cost? $40,000. Shut Yeah. Oh, that's insane. That's that is insane. insane. I've got a four gigabyte hard drive that is about the size of a of my phone or a deck of cards, and it costs about seventy bucks. And that's and I've got like three hundred thousand songs on it or something. Insane. Well, I mean, if one gigabyte was five hundred pounds, I've got and my phone is like sixty four gigs. Mm-hmm. My phone should. I'm wait. sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Th- that, that's gigabyte. My my hard drive is four terabytes. <laughs> oh, four terabytes. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, insane. Yeah. Insane. 64 gig hard drive in your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. I'm sure. I'm sure nine... somewhere Joel is probably dro- drooling because he has one in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> I got mine for only ten thousand dollars. God bless you, Joel. Oh, we love Joel. Okay, number 14, Matt. Number 14, Michael Jordan. He was chosen, uh, uh, this is just amazing. He was chosen third in the NBA draft in 1984. Who were numbers one and number two? Who were they, Matt? Well, number one was Akeem Olajuwon. Akeem Olajuwon. And number two was Sam Bowie. Now, that's... That's insane. That's, well, Akeem Olajuwon had a great career. Well, and, and not well, Michael Jordan. But but if you're if, if Michael Jordan is young and Akeem Olajuwon is young and you're a team and you need a seven footer, I need a center, I need a big guy, and you got a big guy or you know Michael Jordan. Yeah. 
I mean, you're going to take the big guy because you need a big guy. So I kind of see them going with him in that perspective. Yeah. But, but Sam Bowie, really? Yeah. Sam. Uh... There was a trade there, actually, too, from two and three. Or, there was a was really? or something. Yeah. I mean, I just can't believe that he was picked over Michael Jordan. That's amazing. I, but you know what? Today, Sam Bowie's probably telling people, that's picked before Michael Jordan. Dagon, Dagon and the other people at the bar, bar going, yeah. Yeah, how'd that yeah, work that out for you? That's kind of cool. Yeah, how'd that work out? I wonder how much money you earned, Sam. Yeah. You always want to buy your beers. Is that is, is that because you have no money? Is that insane that Michael Jordan was a third pick? That is nuts. Like, he is, I don't care. I'll say it. He's the greatest player of all time. Here we go. Here he's, we go. He's the greatest. I'm not going to be mad at you. Yeah. Um, other guys are really good. My opinion, Michael Jordan's the best. So the best player overall, third pick. Third pick. That's that's nuts. That is, it's inspirational. It's inspirational. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's getting choked up over choked here. Choked up. I'm over clap. So um, number fifteen. Number fifteen. So later on in a couple of weeks, Tim Clue is going to join me, and we're going to talk about Live Aid. Oh, cool. So it will be the 35th anniversary of Live Aid. So. 1985, only one artist appeared in both concerts, in both London and Philadelphia. Who was that? That was one Phil Collins. One Phil Collins. Yes, so he did the London gig. Yep. Went back in time. Here we go. There he goes. There he goes. And he was in uh, Philadelphia, so he was there that both is, spots. That is amazing. Yes. And uh, he, I, I do remember him while at... Um, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, anyhow, I remember him playing drums for the Led Zeppelin reunion. Okay. He got hammered for it. Like, he ruined the Led Zeppelin reunion. And there may have been a time that he, I guess, messed up a little bit. When I'm watching the video, I don't notice any difference. Right. Now, the video of that happening commercially apparently, like, does not exist. Like, well, I mean, it exists... But, like, you can't just go buy the the DVD set. Like, like my daughter bought it for me for Christmas the year it came out. Um, that Led Zeppelin reunion's not on there because Led Zeppelin said, this is not up to our standards. Wow. Yeah. And so, Phil Collins got a hard time about it. And he kind of said himself, like, I just wasn't the, the best that day. <laughs> but it's like, that's Phil Collins. That's Phil Collins. So, yeah. Two continents, one day. There it is. That's pretty All cool. Right. Pretty What's cool. up for number 16, Matt? Number 16 is Gummy Bears were first available in the United States in 1981. Man, I can't believe they've been around the entire 80s. Yeah. Gummy Bears were around the whole time. That's... Do you... Okay, I'm just going to ask you. Do you remember your first Gummy Bear? I do. Oh, come on, you do not. I do, too. You're just saying that. I had never heard of Gummy Bears. Here we go. I was, I was a freshman at Grove City High School. Um... The German Exchange Club was selling them to go on some kind of trip to Germany or someplace. They were selling gummy bears. They were 50 cents a pack. <laughs> and and a, a girl, a friend of mine, Carol Moore, we sat together in study hall. She had got a pack, and she shared them with me. And I think I brought $5 the next day and bought all that I could get. Okay, so, Love me some gummy bears. Okay, so he, here's the thing, though. This is why... You run Living in the 80s (laughs) Facebook page. This is why you are the man of the 80s. Because your your memory, it's ridiculous. 
I mean, I I've eaten gummy bears. It feels like my whole. I'm kind life. of ashamed. Uh, uh, the fact that you that can that remember is, a gummy bear is so monumental in my life. You remember your first nugget, your first gummy bear. I mean, that's insane. But I couldn't tell you the first girl I kissed. No, what? So many. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's another. Actually, I, I do remember the first girl. Okay. Kissed. So is it that? That's just great. So okay, glad we got you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Number 17. Number 17. In 1986, video cassette rentals equaled movie theater ticket sales. Wow. That is huge. That's that's like the that's probably like the the peak of Blockbuster, right? I mean, um, let's see in 1986, uh, I I guess you know, I think in 86 we were still had a lot of the mom and pop independently run video stores were around. Okay. Like I remember going to Video Pursuit. Right. That's uh, a gross city, right? Yeah. Uh that was actually over on Eakin Road. Eakin, okay. And and this was this was like in like nineteen ninety, ninety one. I don't think Blockbuster was quite here yet, or maybe there was one or two locations someplace. Hmm. Uh but I it, they were independently run. Um I'm sure that there was a place in Grove City that did video rentals, but I don't remember. Um, some of you Grove City people out there that happen to be listening, if you could refresh my memory, tell me where you got videos at, I would really appreciate it because I was trying to think about this the other day. But uh, yeah, it was it was founded in 1985. Okay. And uh, started in Texas, so it probably... So it doesn't surprise me that by 86, they probably didn't have a presence here just yet. Probably not, yeah. yeah but they grew. I mean, Blockbuster was huge. Oh, like they, they kind of ran all the mom and pops out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- they were the only game in town and ended up being the last game in town. Well, but, but that, that's an interesting era when you think of, you know, before it was, you know, you went to drive-ins for a long time, then you go to movie theaters... And then all of a sudden now, wait a minute, I can watch a movie in my house with these VCR contraptions. Yeah. And if I just wait a couple months, it'll come yeah, out on yeah. video. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I don't have to bring the whole family. See that? I can just come and we can watch uh, Little Mermaid together. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It was a game changer. It was. Absolutely. I remember renting two or three at a time, and they'd charge you like a dollar if you didn't rewind the movie at the end. You had to rewind them. Yeah. Be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. That's, That's the right. sticker said. That's, That's what right. they said. So, yeah, I used to I used to love going to the video store, like you hear when the new release movies are coming out. And oh, get yeah. Those yeah. and watch them. Oh, it's coming out this Friday. I can't wait to yeah, it so yeah. you want to get there when you open. You could reserve a copy. You could reserve you, it. You could. You could. But reserve. you only reserve one. You can't reserve like two or three no, or ten no, movies. You can get only reserve one. So that was a lot, lot of fun. Now it's like uh, we can stream about any any movie in the world. I can watch the movie right now on my phone. Yeah. Boop. I'm there. A phone on the TV. Crazy. Sitting on the toilet. It's crazy. Just sit there and watch uh, Gone with the Wind. Bingo. Can't watch that no more. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently okay. Right. Okay. Number 18. What's number 18, Matt? That's you. Nope. I'm number 19. Oh. Uh, yeah. 18's me. Yeah. You, 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 yeah, you, you gotcha. stole 17, but that's okay. I did. That's well, okay. I, I got excited. You know, I, we're friends. Thank you. I'll, I'll let this slide. Thanks for sharing. Number 18, Clara Peller. I did steal it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Clara Peller. The windy spokesperson who coined the phrase, where's the beef? She was fired because she did an ad for Prego spaghetti sauce. And she would say in that ad, she would say, I found it. Wendy's claimed that that was a breach of contract. 
and Mrs. Peller was released from her contract with Wendy's. So, sweet little old lady, Claire mm-hmm. Peller, made, you know, put Wendy's up to the forefront of fast food. She made that phrase iconic. Yeah, yeah they, they were kind of like distant. Yeah. Uh, when that Where's the Beef campaign came out, they started, they weren't quite McDonald's Burger King just yet. But they were But climbing. they were moving up. They and were climbing. Since they've passed, like everybody's passed Burger King by right. this point. Right. But back then, the, Wendy's was huge because of that phrase. Where's so the beef? So in my mind, and I'm pointing my brain again. He's right, right, right to the temple. Right to the temple. Yeah. One of two things happened. Either they sit her down in the office and they said, Clara, we got to let you go. And maybe she cried. Yeah. And just felt very sad and maybe. apologized. Maybe. And they said, I'm sorry, we can't keep you. Can't do that. That's one scenario. Or? The other one is she just goes off and starts cussing and yelling and screaming and throwing office supplies everywhere. That's the Clara I love right that's, there. That's how I think of it. That's out. my Clara right there. And then she took a jar of Prego and looked without blinking and just dumped it on the desk. Poured it out. Dropped the jar like the mic and Dropped walked it. out and said, deuces. Deuces. And then she probably said, I'll show you my beef or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'll show you my beef. Yeah, you want to know what the beef is? I don't know. Maybe she moves it. I don't know. I'm going to McDonald's yeah. and getting a flipping Big Mac, woman. And think, that's yeah. what she did. I think, yeah, I think she, yeah, she turned the table over, all kind of stuff. Oh, it's crazy. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. That's the way we'll tell her. All right. <laughs> we have too much time on our hands. So, number 19. MTV uh, was first... MTV, August 1st, 1981. Now, later this summer, in August, I'm going to do an MTV episode. Talk about launch of MTV and so forth. And one of the things I will share then that I'm sharing with you now is that MTV was actually launched in Columbus, Ohio in 1977. What? Yes. So here's what happened. Uh, There was a show on Cube. Cube was a cable company. And they were very um, technologically ahead of the other cable companies. They were owned by by um, by Warner uh, before they merged with Time Warner, uh, Warner Cable. And they had an interactive box. So for one, you can get 30 channels on this thing, which was unheard of at the time. Oh, crazy. Because, you know, most of the things, were, you know, you could get 10. Right. So you, 30 channels on the cable box. Some were premium channels. Uh, but... Um, there was one, it was C1, I can remember it now, or T1, I, I don't remember it. So it was one of those. Uh, <laughs> there was a show on there called Sight on Sound. Now, Sight the on the host name was Ricardo Johnson, and you would never see him. All you would see is a sound wave on the screen where he was talking. He would say words, and the waves would go up, and he would pause, and there'd be a flat line. Yeah. So he would talk, and he would talk about music trivia, and he would set up the next video. And during the show, what you could do, and the show was a couple hours long maybe, uh, you could vote on what video you think should be the number one video. And because of the success of Sight on Sound and the number of people in Columbus that watched this show, um, the people at Warner was working with another group and said, this can be a 24-hour network. But instead of like a radio DJ announcing shows and this guy with a little soundbar thing, we had actual people that the 
you know, that the kids could relate to. Come on. Yeah. So that is So you're is saying how... Columbus was almost like a little test market, a, 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 a birthplace mm-hmm. of MTV. Yes, it was. No stinking way. Yes, stinking way. I did not know. Well, that. Columbus. Is, I did not. Know yeah, that. Columbus has long been known as a, a test, test market, market city. Yeah, it's big. Test um, you know, when, when a, a fast food restaurant may try like the McRib yeah. or the Chicken McNuggets yeah. or something like that, and when they would do that, like if they figured if they flew in Columbus, which apparently is the most average city in the world, apparently here <laughs> in the country, yeah, um, if it if it could make it here. There's a good chance they can do it elsewhere. Did, and with Wendy's is headquartered here. Did you ever go up to Wendy's headquarters and like eat a burger for twenty five dollars? No. Yeah, they they would do a test market stuff. If they were going to sample a new a thing, mm-hmm. they uh, there was like a, a, a research company would call you and say, "Hey, if you show up at this time at this day, we'll give you twenty five dollars to eat this sandwich." Mm-hmm. I did it all the time. I mean, it's it oh. it, like a second career. It, it made some, yeah, yeah, a little date money, a little date money. There you go. Go up there, eat a burger, get 25 bucks. I'm full, and I got some money in my wallet. <laughs> it's a win-win. Right. Win. And you take her to McDonald's. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's <how it> is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, MTV um, tested here. That's and, crazy. And we, we didn't know it was testing for something else. Right. We just knew that we loved watching videos. I remember... Um, uh, Ain't Talking About Love by Van Halen was played. That's when I first saw that that live video. And You Better You Bet by The Who was also oh, wow. one that was played yeah. a lot back then. And, you know, there, there are others, but uh, those are ones that I remember very distinctly. Wow. Because the Van Halen song, that's you know where I'd first heard that, because at that point I didn't really have a lot of exposure to Van Halen, listened to mostly Top 40 music. So seeing them on there going, huh. Huh. This might be okay because you know I just know they're rock and roll guys. That's about it. Wow! So that was it. That's a, see, that's a neat fun fact from the eighties. So speaking of fun facts, yeah, we saved what I think is the most interesting mm-hmm. for last yeah. number twenty. Well, it kind of deals with our Mount Rushmore, you know. Oh yeah. So so we're thinking about the movie uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Johnny Depp, John Cusack, Jim Carrey, Robert Downey Jr., and Tom Cruise have what in common? I'm going to guess they were all auditioning to be Ferris Bueller. Everyone was considered for the role of Ferris Bueller, which we all know went to... Matthew Broderick. Johnny Depp actually got the part, but he turned it down. And the second choice was, not in this list was Anthony Michael Hall, who also turned it down. That is... That's crazy. That's a who's who. Yes, I it mean, is. I mean, we're trying to think of, you know, what are some names that are huge for the... That list right there. That's a huge list. So, let's go through these guys. Now, Johnny Depp would probably have, like, a different slant, because he was always a pretty boy. Right. Like, Matthew Broderick, I think one of the things that made him so appealable is he was just Awkward. an average-looking yeah. dude. Like, yeah. he wasn't athletic, but he wasn't, like, a klutz. Right. He was just, like... He was kind of cool, dude. but it was awkwardly cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Quirky cool. Quirky cool. Well, we'll say he's quirky cool. He's quirky. So, Johnny Depp would, would probably play him a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Cusack is... John Cusack, for one, is one of my all-time favorite actors. He's Now, to me, he, he would be on the Mount Rushmore of... I, I think of eighties. Yeah, you know, let's kick Rob Lowe off and put John Cusack, Cusack on, there. And, and, and just and, because all those roles. Yeah, because yeah. he's so many in the eighties, and he's just like I think he's also that everyday guy. Oh, he yeah. reminds me just of the everyday guy. Yeah, 
he, which, he could which, probably play a pretty good Ferris Bueller. I was going to say, he would have been a good Ferris Bueller. Yeah. He, uh, maybe they'll remake that with him. With him. Yeah. In, in middle age, John Cusack <laughs> doing uh, Ferris Bueller. Go through twist and shout. That'd be great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, Robert well, Downey Jr. Now. Well, let's come back to him. Uh, yeah. Jim let's, Carrey. Jim Carrey. I can't, I don't I, I don't see it. I don't see that. No. I he would make him too over the top, I think. It, but but then again, you got to think was Jim Carrey Jim Carrey back then? Right. Or was he somebody that would have like taken direction like okay, here you do this and do that and do the right, other. Not right. here you just take not, over. Not not the mask Jim Carrey or you know crazy Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura something like that. Right, right. So, I I still don't see it. No, I don't I no. don't see that. But okay. What about Tom Cruise. See, I think risky business. Tom Cruise could kind of maybe pull off Ferris. Yeah, because because back then he still got the feathered hair. Right? Oh yeah, you know, dancing dancing in his undies. I mean, I, wearing the Ray Bands. Yeah, and and he was that kind of uh, you know like the the party fun guy. Yeah. So I mean, I think he would. I think he would. Yeah, I think he would pull off a of Ferris. I think he could, but I still like Matthew Broderick. I still like Matthew Broderick. So the last one is what I want to talk about, though. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Hmm. So think about okay, if you can think of Robert Downey Jr. in Weird Science. Okay. Remember, he was kind of the bully, dumped yeah. the icy on the guys, right, right. had him make the girl, and they're always picking on him. Right. Now that kind of a, a cheeky kind of a guy. I think Robert Downey Jr. back then. He would have made a good Ferris Bueller. Maybe better than Matthew Broderick. Okay, now, now easy what you're I saying. I know, that may Just sound care- like sacrilege. Be careful what you're saying It may right sound now. like sacrilege. You're, you're almost across the line here. I, so. I know, but think about it. He's got that personality. Yeah, I He's, can see that. Back then, he had like that, that average guy look. Mm-hmm. Um, funny. He, he could kind of have a good sense of humor. Some of his other roles, like Johnny Be Good... And um, what's the one that he was high all the time in? Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, uh, those, figure those characters there, I think that could have molded into a good Ferris Bueller. So Probably are, not. Are, are you going to say? No, I'm not going to say. Are you going to say? Nope. Okay. Can't do it. Can't do it. Matthew Broderick. You can't mess with guy. Ferris Bueller. I, no. There's some movies you could say this. he would have done this or that. Yeah. You can't mess like, with uh, Ferris Bueller. Like, I think we talked a few months ago maybe about uh, Doc Brown, one of the guys they wanted to play Doc Brown in Back to the Future was Joe Piscopo. Yeah. yeah. Which I think would have done I, a good I Doc Brown. He, he, he would have been, been just a, zany enough. He would have been a would good Would he have done better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think Matthew Broderick, just the, the way that he, you know, broke that fourth wall down and would talk to the camera yeah. and back and forth. Robert Downey Jr. could probably pull it off. Okay, but, but but I I just I, be careful. I, I can't I can't do it. So. Okay, that's but that's that's the, that's a good fun fact right there. Yes, it is. Just to get your brain thinking. Spiral, let it go spiral. Let's spiral. Let's spiral down, baby. Yeah, spiral let's down. Do it. Okay. All right. So that's our twenty trivia facts. That is, there it is. That's a lot of facts. It's a, a lot. lot of of, it's a lot of things to process. It is a lot of stuff to process. But uh, hopefully, it spurred some thoughts, some some memories for you. Yeah. Uh, Maybe so, it makes you might want to go back and and watch some old Michael Jordan vid- videos or see if you can find any footage of sight on sound sure, on YouTube. Sure. I can't find any. I can't looked. find none. Yeah. So if any, any of you guys have videotapes, maybe where you've recorded sight on sound from back then, I would love for you to share those with me. Oh, I, that'd would, be awesome. I would be forever grateful. So if you guys have any of that footage, 
Uh, one show I'd like to do at one point in the near future. I heard on another podcast, but I think we would have a different perspective of it, was TV, music on television in the 80s. Think about, like, uh, we talk about KC Kasem's America's Top Ten, right. uh, Solid Gold. Oh, yeah. Those kind of shows. Right. American Bandstand, right. like the stars that were on there. So I'd like to do a show like that in the future. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it'd be a lot of fun. That'd be good. That'd be real good. All right. Matt, I appreciate you coming over and, and coming to Members Only Studios again. Loving Members Only Studios. Doing studio. your thing. Top-notch studio. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it is it, it is a, a thing to behold. Thing to, to behold. behold. Gotcha. So next week, uh, join me and Kevin Ackley, as long as he's still going to agree I, to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking cry, about... Cry baby. <laughs> we're going to... Don't do that, man. He might not come. Okay, no, uh, yeah, Kevin, Jeez. it's okay to cry tea. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> so uh, join me and Kevin. We're going to be talking about one-hit wonders of the 80s. We put a ton of work into this show and uh, hopefully you guys will like what we come up with. That's going to be exciting. Join us then. So, guys, again, see you later. Be safe. This is Rob. Peace out. This is Matt. Later. See you. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck.